You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, met fellow adventurers, well... Last uh, time I said I'd be doing an adventure on Tar Lake called A Book of Secrets. And here it is. A Book of Secrets. The man who introduces himself as Arlen shows you several nasty gashes along his wide side and tells you he foolishly ventured into the cave in search of a book he knew to be hidden in the depths. And we started. Early one spring afternoon, while exploring the area surrounding Tar Lake, you happen upon a wounded young man resting outside the broad, vine-entangled mouth of a cave. The man, who introduces himself as Arlen, shows you several nasty gashes on his right side and tells you that he foolishly ventured into the cave in search of a book he knew to be hidden in its depths. He tells you he was attacked by several armoured scavengers while exploring the cave, and he barely made it out alive. When you ask him if he's alright, he nods and says that while he no longer has any desire to go back into the cave to obtain the book, he's willing to tell you how to find it, and splits with you the reward his retrieval would earn. Ooh, reward? So I can tell him I'm interested or decline to get involved. Well, I'm interested. I get to fight monsters and get rewards. What more could an adventurer want? Arlen. Arlen seems pleased to have accepted his offer. He, he meets you in a shoulder cross and tells you he will evenly split with you the reward he receives when he presents the book to the man who hired him for the task. You're somewhat surprised to learn that Arlen already acquired the book during his excursion into the cave, but that during a desperate struggle with four armoured scavengers, he somehow lost the object of his mission. Yet pockets. Put things in pockets. With a zip on them. Really big pockets with a zip. Ah. I believe it must be at the edge of that large pool. Go deep in the cave, he said. That's where the cabbages set upon me. Set upon me. He also lost my small pack. 
if you could find the pack as well, I'd be very grateful. Young Ram describes for you the location of the pool to which he just referred, telling you it's at the far eastern end of the cave. When you ask Arlen to describe the book, he said it's a small, thin journal with a worn leather cover. He tells you he found it locked in a stone chest, not far from the pool he previously mentioned. Locks aren't much of a problem for me, says Winking. Winking, but scavengers, or whatever it is, whatever it is they're properly called, something else entirely. I'm not really one for sword squeak and all that sort of thing. Glancing at the mouth of the cave, Arlen warns you to take care of its gloomy depths. He tells you he's not certain how many armoured scavengers infest the lair, though he knows for certain there are at least four of the horrid creatures, and I'm going to assume a lot more. When you tell him you'll explore the cave, and that you're confident you'll be able to recover both the book and his missing pack, he smiles and says he'll be waiting in the nearby town of Norfolk then provides you with a rough description of the town's location. After meeting him in another shoulder cross, you bid the young man farewell, and he departs, leaving you alone in front of a forbidding, iron-entangled mouth of the cave. Vine-entangled. You're standing in the thick of, a thick of the forest, to the northeast of Tar Lake, just before the dark, forbidding, by an entangled mouth of the cave. As you gaze into the inky gloom beyond the cave mouth, your thoughts fall upon the book and the missing pack that lies somewhere in its depths. You remain confident you'll be able to retrieve these items while I'm into the cave. You're standing just inside the vine entangled mouth of the cave. To the east, a broad tunnel plunges into darkness. To the west, the pale light of the forest filters in through a tangled curtain of vines. Alright, I'm in the southeast corner. Going east, going north. Making my way north. Alright, that's northeast corner. Northwest corner. You wholly draw yourself to combat ready stance as a group of armoured scavengers burst out of the gloom ahead. The deadly predators immediately swarm. Along the passage, their long curved horns thrusting wildly as they bear down on you. Alright, begin combat. The armor scavenger thrusts its sharp horn at you and is slain. 4xp. You step away from the oozing remains of the armored scavenger and prepare to engage the next of the deadly insects. Here's number 2. Thrusts its sharp horn and is slain. Another 4xp, you step away from the oozing remains of the armoured scavenger. Prepare to engage the last of the deadly insects. Number 3, so, 39. 39 in one blow and it's nearly dead, so very, very nearly dead. And it's thrusts its sharp horn at you still, and is slain. There it goes, another 4xp. You step back from the remains of the slain armor scavengers and wipe away the stream of sweat spilling off your brow. Thankful to have survived the encounter with the fearsome insects, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off through the cave. Alright, I went east, there was a little alcove. Alright, slowly making my way east. 
Self-pointing alcove once more. Ooh. A, a, the stench of decay wafts along the twisting tunnels that dwell into the gloom-filled heart of the cave. A scattering of bones, including two human skulls, covers the floor in this section of the cave passage. I mean, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that someone was killed here. I mean, skulls happen. They happen with every single person. I mean, and once they're free of the, you know, they're moving about, they get moved around. I mean, it could have just been this was a perfectly natural burial place, a large long time ago, and the armoured scavengers dug it up. But I think it's genuinely implied that someone sheltered in this cave and they got it. Oh, well. Alright. Plenty to explore here. Alright, I'm making my way along the north side. You suddenly draw yourself into combat-ready stance as a group of armoured scavengers burst up the gloom ahead. The deadly predators immediately swarm along the passage, their curved horns thrusting wildly as they bear down you. Armoured scavenger, one of four. Sharp horn is thrusted. 4xb, you step away from the oozing remains of the armoured scavenger and prepare to engage the next of the deadly insects. It's number 2, keeps thrusting and is slain. Another 4xb, number 3, thrusts and is slain. Here's, number four. Here's the fourth, thrusts its horn, it savagely gored me for about 6 damage. And that's a special 4xb. You step back from the remains of the slain armor scavengers and wipe away the sweat streaming down, spilling off your brow. Thanks you'll survive the encounter with the fearsome insects. You quickly check over your gear before once again setting off through the cave. Alright, going along the north side, there's an armor scavenger. Without warning, a large grey-shelled beetle appears just ahead, the edge of your invading light. The hideous creature... A long, curved horn protruding from its flattened head immediately starts towards you. You boldly adopt a defensive stance as you prepare to engage the fearless predator. It's another armoured scavenger, and it's still slain. 4xb. Okay, I'm going along the north side. Alright, what's here? Stone chest sits against the back wall of this wide alcove at the end of the cave passage. The chest is open and empty because Alarlan just opened it. Clever. I'm a scavenger, just going to quick combat that for XP. Okay, I think. Hmm. Three armor scavenger. One. Two. And three. Three dead beetles. Yay. Take that, the other armor scavenger. Hmm. This is a lot more than four of them. But I did suspect that. Okay, there's another four armored scavengers. I mean, it's honestly, it's a wonder you got out of here alive, Arlen. 
considering how many Arbit scavengers there are. Maybe more have come in since you left. Alright, three armoured scavengers. Just gonna bash those. One, there's the second, and here's the third. Yep. You, you step back from the remains of the slain armoured scavengers and wipe away the stream of sweat spilling off your brow. Thankful to have survived the encounter with the fearsome insects, you quickly check over your gear before once again setting off through the cave. Okay, just there's a little alcove, sort of in, in the middle, sort of near the end of the east, but you're standing in a small bone-littered chamber, the northern end of a cave tunnel. The bones... The bones of several animals, including the skulls of two ogres, lie strewn about the uneven floor. You notice several items in amongst the bones. Search through the bones. Your search through the chamber turns up the following. Okay, it's some pretty common loot. I'll take the good stuff and ten gold. And whatever I don't take will just magically disappear. Because that's just how it works, you know, for programming reasons. Because, I mean, who wants to have to co code in keeping every piece of loot in position? That would be ridiculous. It'll just slog everything down. There's an armoured scavenger. 4xp for that. Okay, making my way to the very eastern end of the dungeon now. Takes down another armoured scavenger for another 4 XP. It does add up, slowly but surely it adds up. Since I will be doing thousands of fights like that over the many, many adventures, it'll add up to maybe an extra level or so. I mean, I mean you can tell it adds up because weaponry is just so much higher than, say, seamanship, which is 79, and weaponry is at 84. And that's pretty much solely due to all the combat experience I get. So it adds up. Alright. Alright, I'm near the southeast corner, going west. Something has been carved into the wall in this section of the cave tunnel. Upon closer inspection, you discover the words... Tallies was here, chiselled into the damp stone. Hmm. Gonna use the skill of feathery to check if he left anything there. And of course he didn't. Hmm. Well, he's been there. Because he's been everywhere. That's just tallies for you. He's probably had even more adventures than I have. And I've had a lot. Alright. The very southeast corner. It's the most distant part of the cave. And the last part, last place I'm going to, that's where the book's going to be. Because I don't even know why. Why would Arlen go here? I mean, he found, he found the, there's an armor scavenger. He found, he found the, yep, another armor scavenger. So he found the journal in this chest. And, he's, and he didn't. 
Did you just get lost and go down there? I guess he got lost. But really, I, I, he, he should have just gone, okay, come to book down. This cave! Ah, beetles! Ah, beetles! Ah. Like that. You know, but faster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, honestly, if you're not viewing it from a map, you're not you're not viewing it above with a map, which which accurately which pinpoints your exact location. I could imagine getting lost. I mean, anyone who's played any of those first-person dungeon crawlers without maps, yeah, that can happen. Alright, and there we are, final square. You're standing at the end of the cave tunnel, on the western side of a wide, dark pool. From somewhere far to the east, beyond the range of your light, you can hear the telltale trickle of flowing water. Please, continue. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn, are suddenly drawn, down into the white. There, resting at the back of the pool, only inches from the water, is a small, thin book with a leather cover. Only a few feet from the book is tattered scrap, strap partially submerged in the pool is a small cloth pack. I guess I'm kind of lucky the book didn't end up in the water, because that would have probably ruined it. Realising that you've at last found both Arlen's pack and the book, you promptly take possession of both items, Arlen's pack. This small cloth patch contains a set of clothing, a pair of worn leather shoes, a map of the Tar-Lark region? Tar-Lark region? Is that supposed to be Tar-Lake? Or is there a place called Tar-Lark? And a very unappealing piece of hard bread. This is the pack, tar Arlen told you. He lost in the cave after being attacked by armoured scavengers. And of course, a thin leather journal. The few pages contained in this small, thin, leather-bound journal are blank. Well, they look blank, but... I mean, invisible ink exists. And, you know, you can just, you know, just write by just inscribing into the page and then you can reveal what was actually written when you just write all over it. And then there's magic of course. You could just use magic to reveal the to reveal what's what was hidden in the book and to hide what was put in the book. So yeah there's probably I assume there's something in this book, because, I mean, you wouldn't go for, you wouldn't really hide an empty book in a chest, in a cave. You wouldn't go for all that bother, because there's nothing to hide. Especially since you wouldn't even be able to get to it if you had, if you had anything of note. Hmm, yes, yes. After securing the book and packing amongst your other belongings, you prepare to make your way out of the cave. Suddenly, you take in less than a dozen steps towards the mouth of the tunnel, when another four armoured scavengers charge out of the gloom, 
realising that flight is not an option. You draw yourself into a defensive stance. Dance as the deadly horde insects, their legs ch chattering as they cl clattering as they cross the uneven cave floor, swiftly bear down upon you. Okay, number one. It savagely gored me for about what six damage. Okay, ooh, six XP from that. Turning to your white, you find yourself confronted by the next of the horn menaces. Here's number two. Who else wants some? You do. But you still get slain. Another 6 XP, dead at your feet. Spinning to your white, you find yourself confronted by the next of the horned menaces. Okay, now you know what's going to happen now. You're going to get your shell crushed. 6 XP is dead at my feet. Leaping over the carcass of the slain beetle, you brazenly engage the last of the armoured scavengers. Begin combat with the last armoured scavenger. Thrusts his sharp horn at you and is slain. 6 XP. The armoured scavenger lies dead at your feet. As you step, step back from the remains of the deadly insects, your horrified gaze is drawn to the tunnel mouth to the west. Surging towards you out of the shadows, its horn wildly thrusting at the air, is a massive armoured scavenger. With unnerving speed, the massive armoured scavenger bears down on you, its long curved horn thrusting wildly at the air. With no time to prepare to engage the fearsome creature, you attempt to dodge its deadly charge. Alright, picking a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility. 10 from body, 10 from luck. Got to get 50 or more. Pick now. 89 success. You leap nimbly to the side, narrowly dodging the armoured scavenger's charge. The shelled predator immediately spins about and attacks, thrusting at you with its deadly horn. It's a massive armoured scavenger. Begin combat. Thrusts its sharp horn at you, and it keeps thrusting, but it's nearly dead. Oh, it's so close to death, but now it is slain. 7 XP, the massive armoured scavenger lies dead at your feet. You step back from the oozing remains of the, the grey shell terror and exhale sharply. At that precise moment, at the corner of eye, you spot a second of the giant predators. Come on, how, how many of these are there? You spin to your left and draw yourself into a defensive stance as a second of massive armoured scavengers surges out of the shadows. The fearsome creature is nearly upon you when it suddenly rears up on four of its legs and topples over onto its back. The beetle weaves about in apparent agony for several moments before, before succumbing to a final series of shudders and death. You immediately spot the lone arrow protruding from the side of the grey beetle shell. Hmm. An arrow got through that. I guess I guess it I guess this arrow had quite a bit I guess the bow that fired the arrow had quite a bit of poundage behind it. Because you know, shells they're hard and thick. Are you quite alright? Issues a vibrant voice from somewhere in the deep gloom, goating, cloaking the mouth of the tunnel. I'll be right over there. Just you wait a moment. Yes, 
Just tuck your things away. Here I come. Seconds later, a tall, brightly attired man, those braided golden beard dips to his belt, strides out of the darkness, a bow slung over his shoulder, and his sideable hand, hand is clapped clasps the hilt of a sheath longsword. He smiles, and asks if you're hurt. No, nothing but a few scrapes, perhaps, he says, having done little more than glance over you. How's that for timely arrival? Didn't think I'd get him with just one shot, but that's how it sometimes happens. Mind that I've been meaning to clear out these pests, and will shamefully admit that I was rather dismayed to find that someone had beaten me to it. Well done, though. It's not every day you find you can hope to find someone brave enough to step into the hive of things. Hive. Perhaps I overstated it. Well, nevertheless. The bearded man introduces himself as Crawwen and tells you he has long hunted the region surrounding Tarlay. He is quick to admit he avoids getting too close to the lake itself. I've heard tales about what stirs in that muddy old bog. He says, frowning. I'd have no desire to see it. But there's plenty of game about these parts, if you know where to look. If you don't mind, I'd like to show these ugly things and take their horns. There's just a small bit of gold here. Adam. Not much, mind. But for some... But for someone like... For someone like me, it's quite enough. When you give your consent to Corin, he smiles and initiates a shoulder cross. Corin tells you that he believes there are still some armoured scavengers lurking about, about in the cave. He asks if you would like to clear them out. If, if like him to clear them out, I'll happily do it. But if you want them for yourselves, for some reason, I won't argue over it. So, I can tell Corin he can take care of the West... Or tell him, you'll take care of the West. Hmm, i to think about that. Okay, so I'll get him to take care of it, because otherwise, I'll just be fighting these armoured scavengers all day. Okay. Corin nods, and pats the pommel of his sheath sword. May consider them vanquished, he says, smirking. Now, if you give me, if you're kind enough to give me a pardon, I'll set white to it. You thank Corwin, and in return, he thanks you for allowing me to collect the hell shells and horns of the armoured scavengers. Oh yeah, and you can collect them of any of the ones I've already slain, assuming they're not too messed up. As Corwin begins dressing, the slain beetles strewn about, about the edge of the pool. You bid him farewell and head off to the west, eager to make your way out of the cave. Hmm, I wonder what it... I wonder what all those beetle parts are used for. Now, I admit, some of them could be used for trophies, but maybe, you know, well, put put on the wall of a pub. Because all the best pubs have lots of crazy stuff on the wall. That's how you can tell you're in a proper pub. By the quantity of crazy wall stuff. And quality, but mostly quantity. Yes. Okay, now. The shells and horns of the slain beetles have been removed by Corin. Somehow, he's got them all. Every 
every single one of the infinite number of beetles that are in this cave. He has slain them, and he somehow managed to carry an infinite number of beetle horns and beetle shells in his backpack. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, well, of course what that means is if you don't get him to slay them, the beetles will never run out. I don't know, maybe more of them come in? Or it's just not programmed in? Because, I mean, why would you? I mean, if you put a limit in, if the limit's low, you reach it, and then nothing more to do. If it's high, no one's going to see it. Alright, now... Okay, making my way west, 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 west. Ah, wait, there's something I can do where these two human skulls are. And I can use the... Can I use the power of necromancy here? Well, I'll give it a go. But I can't. Instead, I'll use the power of thievery. Used it successfully. 8 XP to Feathery. You make a thorough search of the bones. As only your well-honed Feathery skills will allow. I discover a leather pouch in amongst the fleshless remains. The worn pouch contains a small quantity of gold. 17 gold tokens. But the 8 XP to Feathery is more valuable, really. Not very valuable, but... And also, I got a weed of paragraph. Okay. Leave the cave. Once outside the cave, you decide to make your way to Norfolk. The count the town mentioned to you by Arlen, the old man for whom you retrieved the book and pack. As you're about to head off into the forest to search for the road that will lead you to Norfolk, calling emerges from the cave. The tall, bearded man salutes you with a friendly wave and strides up to meet you on the shoulder cross. Well, my work is mostly done, he says, setting down a large, rattling sack filled with armoured scavenger shells and horns. I wouldn't suggest you get too close to this heap. Got quite a stench to it. Doesn't really bother me. Suppose I'm just accustomed to it. And to worse. You spend a few minutes conversing with Colin, who tells you he's still got a few beetle carcasses to dress, but he hopes to be done long before nightfall. The wild is no place to be when the sun disappears, he says, his tone decidedly ominous. Of course, you know that. That's particularly true in mind when you're near some place, well, as a place like Tower, Tar Lake. You ask Colin if he knows of Norfolk, and you're surprised to learn it's the town from which he hails. You ask if he knows of Arlen. He frowns and rolls his eyes. What's the scamping up to now? He was in the cave? That's a very interesting story. He finds his way about into all kinds of trouble to Zarlem. Nothing very serious, mind, but trouble all the same. He's a nice, nice enough young fellow, though. Oh. If, only, if only you'd have turned up a bit later, or he'd have turned up a bit earlier. Then, then everything would have worked out, and he just went into the cave, found the journal, went back, got his money. No problem. Of course, then there'd be nothing for me to do, so... I don't... Eh. 
Oh, well, I can't say. Just what happens. When Corlin tells you how to best reach Norfolk from here, you start to discover that his directions are quite different and much simpler than those given to you by Arlen. The path Corlin nails out for you completely avoids a narrow, tangled veil for which Arlen had directed you. He tells you you should reach the town before dusk. You thank him and bid him farewell, wishing him luck as he, as he prepares to venture back into the cave to complete his labours. You can tell the young Arlen he needs to keep his nose out of these kind of places, he says as he enters the cave. Tell him I'll have words with him when I get back. With that, Corlin disappears into the mouth of the cave. After spending just a few moments to gather your bearings, you set off for Norfolk. Late afternoon finds you seated comfortably at the table in Arlen's modest dwelling on the outskirts of Norfolk. The young man, who still seems bothered by the wounds he received on his ill-fated venture into the, adventure into the cave, insisted that you stay for supper, telling you that his skill with locks, like he's previously met, that in addition to his skill with locks, it's like he previously mentioned, he's a skilled cook. I don't mind saying it, even if it sounds forward, he says, placing a steaming bowl of venison stew before you. Are you fond of leeks? I'm not particularly fond of them, but they go very nicely in this stew. And there's quite a lot of them in there, as you see. As you can see. Ah, yes, that smells wonderful. Upon your arrival in Norfolk, less than an hour ago, you made an inquiry at the town smithy and directed to Ireland's house. A squat, stone-walled structure atop which sits a roof. Looks like it might collapse at any moment. Arlen was pleased when you presented him with the pack, the book, and promptly locked the journal in a chest next to the fireplace. Then, before asking you to wine and dine, he presented you with 500 gold tokens. That's your share of what I'm going to get for the book, he says, smiling. Hope the whole affair didn't prove too difficult for you. I know what you're up against in there. I really wish I'd known the same before I set foot in that cave. After your third helping of Arlen's mouth-watering stew, while sipping from the mug of Pedo he's placed before you, you ask your somewhat enigmatic host about what the book you recovered. Yes, the book, he mutters, prolonging the last word, as if an attempt effort to formulate what he's about to say next. I'm certain you've looked at it. Yes, all the pages are empty. Of course, that's not quite true. Empty to you, or me, or to anyone else for that matter. But not to the man whose journals it is. It's the property of a spellcaster. A very renowned spellcaster. He calls it his book of secrets, as I've been told. What those secrets are, I don't know. In fact, I'm just as glad not to know. Arlen tells you tomorrow he will embark on a journey to Talonus. In the capital, he will present present the book to a man who will ultimately deliver it to the mage in question. Arlen fixes you a quizzical stare. Then, as if suddenly mindful of, of his leering, he quickly averts his gaze to the window for a few moments before turning, setting his, settling his eyes on you. So then, life of an adventurer, he says at last, taking an unusually loud sip of his pedo. I envy you, you know. There's a lot I could do with courage and skill like yours. Does it ever grow tiresome? No, I suppose it wouldn't. Well, who knows? 
Our paths may again come together someday. Maybe we'll be able to help each other out. There are great opportunities about, if you know where to look for them. When you mention your meeting with Corinne, the young man seems momentarily taken aback, then shrugs and tells you that Corinne is considered odd by most folk in Norfolk. Wouldn't pay him much mind, he says, shaking his head. He's usually running about collecting one strange thing or another. Yes, a bit odd is how I'd describe him. You spend the next small while conversing with Arlen before politely bidding him farewell and setting off on your way. He sees you to the door and waves as you depart. Despite the approaching dusk, you find yourself with no desire to linger in Norfolk. A strange, unsettling feeling seems to suggest that neither Arlen nor the town itself are entirely what they seem. The eerie suspicion, which serves to hasten your step, does not diminish until you're well along the road, leaving out of Norfolk. And that finishes this adventure for 256 experience to general and 16 XP to all skills and powers. And no new adventures were unlocked by doing that. Okay. Now, I'm going to make my way to the western shore of Tar Lake. You're moving along a narrow, stony track that runs between the western and southern shores of Tar Lake. From the western shore of the lake, the sound of raging battle rises into the air. Alright. Alright, raging battle. Better get to Talonus first. Gotta say, don't want to get caught in a battle... Without having recently saved. And you know. Being fully healed. Okay now. Now. I'm back. I'm saved. Western shore. Visit the west. Following the savage din of battle. You make your way along the stony track. Towards the western shore of Tar Lake. You're standing on a stony stretch of shore. On the western Flank of the black bubbling mire that is Tar Lake, a perilous roiling bog that is currently host to a grand battle between some of Swift's greatest adventurers and the lake's mighty immortal guardian spirit, the Tar Beast Ulgra, who has a link. Ulgra, legends say that a mighty and immortal guardian spirit known as Ulgra keeps watch over Tar Lake and the secrets of long lay hidden in the depths of the perilous mire. The ancient Ardavari, of ancient Ardavarian origin, the name Ulgra roughly translates to I am what was. According to the various legends concerned with Ulgra and the accounts of several notable adventurers, the guardian spirit of Tar Lake most commonly assumes the form of a giant tar beast that rises out of the bubbling morass to do battle with those bold enough to encroach upon its domain. The same legends maintain Ulgagra is not himself a single spirit, but instead a collective of spirits, all of whom have perished in the infernal, roiling depths of Tar Lake. Oh dear. 
Cork Orgogos, ear-shattering bellows, soar into the air as the towering creature of tar, half-wizen out of the black depths, depths of the bog, savagely attacks the adventurers, bold enough to stand their ground on the lake shore. Now and again, a stream of molten tile whops from one of Orgogos' outstretched hands, sending those before the great beast scattering into in a desperate bid to find cover. Your best estimation is the fearsome tar beast is currently relatively unscathed. Who's been here recently? Me and Azigrel. Who isn't that far along. Probably, well, maybe he did finish the last one off. Move forward and attack all. You stand at the edge of the bubbling morass in the shadow of the legendary tar-beast Ulgra, with its mournful bellows rising into the sky, the ancient Benemoth towering nearly thirty feet above the weaving surface of the mire turns its sightless gaze towards you. The fearsome menace rises its massive arm and prepares to deliver you a single fatal blow. All right, it's Ulgra. Alright, just bashing it. Alright. Face with the immediate threat. Your enemy momentarily ignores you. Nice. Nice. Orgogard. The towering Tarby swats at you with his black bubbling fist. Orgogard staggers you with a devastating blow from his massive fist of tar. Enveloped in a thick coating of tar, you've been able to act next round. Bellows with rage as he swipes you through his massive molten fists. Ooh, devastating attack for 83 damage. Okay. Alright, can't move the next round. Ah, oh, he's, he's very tough. Devastating attack for 83 damage. Can't act in the next round. Ooh, more and more devastating attacks in a row. Oh, oh, I have two HP left. Okay, I'm going to run away. Can't flee. Fled from combat. All right, that's 1,247 damage. Okay, that's enough of that. Southern Shore... Well, it, it works like all the other multiplayer ones. You go forward, you bash it, you hurt it, you do a lot of damage, it goes down, and everybody gets XP. Of course, I just hope someone will finish it off. Okay. And now, I'm in the city of Talinus. There are things to do there next time. Let's see. I could visit the Stounding Oak. There's a few things to see there. I've already visited the Map Waper, the Cathedral of Silver Wayne, or at least I think I have. Yes, there's the Coach to Tallies, that does take you to Tallies. I could visit the Harbour area. There's a plate, there's Iron Claw Weapon Market. 
I think there's something I could unlock there. Like a train in Torfia's training yard. I've already visited this state merchant. I can explore Talonus. Yes, that's a few things to do next time. So next time I'll just be slowing about in the capital city. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.